Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Szymanski. I'm your host, Stan Szymanski. Today is Thursday, January 11th, 2023, and I have an excellent show for you today. Neither Encouraging Angels nor Stan Szymanski nor anyone affiliated with Encouraging Angels is offering any type of advice on this program. We do not offer financial advice. We don't offer legal advice. We do not offer medical advice. We do not offer personal advice of any kind. Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest. Everything presented is for informational purposes only. Rice. And what have you done recently to provide for your food security? Folks, I mentioned yesterday, uh, let me find this, a story for you to look at, or excuse me, a podcast for you to listen to, which was from the Hagman Show uh, from last week. Let me bring that up here. Episode 4597, Chinese Invasion, with Michael Yawn. Michael Yawn is a Green Beret who travels the world reporting on the, um, the warfare being conducted against America through the invasion of foreign illegal immigrants. He talks specifically in this show about food being weaponized and famine being a thing. I've reported before on this. Written stories on famine. Uh, The price of rice is going up. And I, I come back to rice because... For just about anybody who's going to buy something to make sure they have something, rice is something that's very easy to store as long as you don't get it wet or damp. And darn near anybody can eat it. Um, You know, there's not a lot of allergies to rice and that kind of thing. So... Uh, And, of course, rice is a staple in most of the world, probably less so in America, but, of course, we eat rice. But, you know, when you get to India, China, Japan, the Philippines, I mean, rice is, you know, everything. This is from, believe it or not, there is a a website known as ricenewstoday.com. And the story is titled, Rice Prices Up Last Month. Rice prices increased by 3.8% in December 2023 as prices at the international market continue to rise. Latest data from the Philippine Statistics Authority showed that uh, the selling price of well-milled rice was higher by 3.8%. So that is... uh, you know, in the uh, the Philippines. Now, the story is more dire. Um, 
you know, around the world. Um, Bloomberg reports rice prices in Asia poised to stay elevated on tight market. Thai white 5% broken rose to fresh 15-year high in December. And from the Times of India, rice prices skyrocket as production declines. Increase in prices of essential commodities may pinch the pockets of consumers. This uh, Now they have a, a festival called uh, Sankranti. Uh, prices of rice, pulses, vegetables, fruits, jaggery, and a few others are remaining firm for the past few months. The prices of rice may further increase in coming days. Traders attribute price rise to stockpiling by rice millers in anticipation of high profits as the recent extreme weather conditions damaged crop in many parts of the country. So we're seeing that that uh, extreme weather is playing a part in the increase in uh, the price of rice. The prices of both basmati and non-basmati rice increase by 15 to 20 percent in the past two months following a surge in demand and low production. So folks, according to uh, sources in India, which is one of the biggest sources for rice around the world, they said that the prices have increased 15 to 20 percent in the past two months. That would basically be seven and a half to 10 percent. If if those get annualized, now again, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. You would be talking about a you know at 10 percent, I mean, a 120 percent increase by the end of you know the year. Let's just say 100%. Folks, it could go a lot higher than that if there is, you know, any war, any um, what folks would call a black swan, you know, and something that no one has ever seen before. Because everyone has seen, in case you don't know what that means, everyone has seen a white swan, but no one has ever seen a black swan. That's why a black swan event is something that no one has ever seen before. Or you have, uh, in, a, in the, the vein of thinking about a black swan, I mean, I have talked about this, about a bond market collapse. I'll have to uh, go and grab the video. Uh, but I watched a video of Jim Willie, who's uh, one of my favorite financial commentators, uh, just saying there's, there's virtually no way around, uh, you know, uh, a, a United States bond market collapse. Um, once we get get past six months into this year of 2024, folks, that is a uh, a watershed event. That is something that will devastate the financial markets, at least the Western markets, because it will be a collapse of the financial system. The bond market is 
bigger than the stock market by many times, many times bigger. And of course, it gets bigger because when they print money, what they're really doing are printing treasuries and writing, and the Fed's writing checks. So, the ability, when things start to break down, and again, you know, what if we see a grid down? I mean, here's this storm we talked about coming through next week. Uh, actually, uh, starting this weekend. With uh, the the polar vortex, you know, there's a whole lot of warm air in the North Pole. It's pushing the cold air down into the uh, um, the 48 continental states of the United States, and we're going to see sub-zero temperatures in a fair a part of the country. What if you know Texas is looking at at sub-freezing, which is a lot for them. Um, you, you just go back three years when the, the, maybe it's four now, but right in that area, um, when the Texas grid failed, I mean, that was catastrophic, catastrophic. And when, um, things start to break down, the first thing to go is food that there's, you know, <laughs> If there's no more trucks running on the road or limited, you know, the price skyrockets, availability goes down. And in the end, you're going to look around and saying, well, what can I do or what do I have? And folks, I just encourage you, I'm reporting on this today to encourage you, encourage you to provide for your own. Uh, let me pull this up while we're talking because I did a story yesterday. Well, I didn't do a story. I did a, a program yesterday. Where is my, oh, here we go. On yes, on Repentance. It's just titled Repent. It's a good show. Go listen to it. Get convicted. But it basically, in Jeremiah 18, it's at the potter's house. And, you know, God said, go down to the potter's house. And there I will give you my message. And Jeremiah says, so I went down to the potter's house and I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred. In his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as seemed best to him. Well, people don't want to be shaped by God. That's the um, the teaching there. That God is the potter and we are the clay. And we're marred when we go into his hands. We're you know, we've gone after our own way. We've sinned, um, as all do. All have sinned and Fallen short of the glory of God. Uh, and, and they did not want to be put into the hands of the potter. They did not want God to shape them into what would be best for them. And so God says, you know, 
to Jeremiah. He says, now, therefore, he's telling this to Jeremiah, say to the people of Judah and those living in Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says, look, I am preparing a disaster for you and devising a plan against you. So turn from your evil ways, each one of you, and reform your ways and your actions. But they will reply, it's no use. We will continue with our own plans. We will all follow the stubbornness of our evil hearts. And this is why judgment comes. And of course, America has done this in spades. And I talked about that yesterday. You can go back and listen to that. Uh, and after they said they, you know, they listened to Jeremiah tell them and they said that, you know, they wanted to attack him with their tongues and pay no attention uh, to what he says. And so Jeremiah says to the Lord, he says, listen to me, Lord, hear what my accusers are saying. Should good be repaid with evil? Yet they have dug a pit for me. Remember that I stood before you and spoke in their behalf to turn your wrath away from them. So give their children over to famine. Hand them over to the power of the sword. So one of the the hallmarks when a people are given over to their own sin, when God says, you want it your way like Burger King, you can have it your way. But that entails, you know, one of of the hallmarks is famine, is famine of God withholding his hand of provision from the people. And in my humble opinion, that is happening and going to play out much more profoundly in the coming year, maybe two or three years, maybe more. And so for those of you who hear and are willing to um, hear God's message, whether it's from me or from someone else, is that for you to not be taken over by famine when the country gets judged, which is happening, just take a look at the leadership of America. They don't even know where the Secretary of Defense is. I did put a story up on uh, encouragingangels.org about uh, Dave Hodges at the Common Sense Show uh, postulating from his sources that uh, the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, was actually uh, vaporized in a missile strike in the Ukraine. Now, that's not being reported anywhere. And again, I you go take a look at the uh, uh, the report that Dave Hodges did. I have a link on encouragingangels.org, uh, the EA blog, and investigate that for yourself, folks. There is a war that's happening right now, and at some point, it, it in my humble estimation and opinion, it's coming you know to the shores of America. Look, all you know. Again, I uh, ask you to go take a look and listen to that show on Hagman, the Hagman Report. Uh, look up that podcast, H A G M A N N, 
an episode. It's about, uh, you know, five or six episodes in. Episode 4597, Chinese Invasion, with Michael Yawn and Steve Quayle. Folks, you're going to be dumbfounded by what you hear when you listen to that, about the breadth and depth and commitment of the, the foreign nations regarding this invasion. And I come back now to the, the price of the probably number one staple around the world for food, and that's rice. And the price is going up. I mean, even if we go back to the first uh, price story that I did where in Singapore rice is up uh, 3.8% last month, if you just go with that, let's round that to 4%. 4% times 12 is 48. Uh, you know, you are basically at a 50% increase. I can tell you that, you know, over the last two years, I've watched uh, rice at uh, this uh, local uh, store. It's a closeout store, really. Uh, go from when you bought 20 pounds, uh, go from about 50%, excuse me, 50 cents a pound uh, to, um, and they're carrying a lot more smaller sizes. So instead of 20 pounds, they're carrying 10. That has gone to a dollar a pound. So, folks, this thing could just get out of hand. And when there ain't no more food, you're going to be faced with two things. Either there's just no supply, there's nothing to get at any price, or it will be available at a price that will be exorbitant. And you'll live hand, you might spend four times as much money and live hand to mouth. So, I'm asking you, you know, go. Even if you don't have, a, you know, a Sam's Club or a Costco membership, you know, find a friend. Um, I think I'm not sure if they'd let you go in for a day and do a trial to see if you like it. But go and buy the rice. I mean, you can buy 25 pounds of rice for, oh, um, I don't know, $14 or something. At that level, it's still quite affordable. What's that, 60 or 65 cents a pound? Uh, the average person, now the military's done studies that the average fighting man, now we're not all fighting, you know, age, I'm, I'm a fighting man, <laughs> but I, I am, uh, I'm over 60. Um, and I was not in the military, um, but a fighting age man in the field, in a military environment you know, requires basically two pounds of food a day. That's 750 pounds a year to keep a fighting man in the field. Now, again, not many of us are in that situation, and you wouldn't need 750 pounds a year to survive, but you sure might need 600. You're, you know, he's consuming, I don't know what the number is, 3,200 calories or something. You know, you're going to need 2,000 calories even if we say 500, and then you say, hey, I've got four people in my household. I mean, that's 2,000 pounds of food. Think about that. Like, when's the last time you actually saw 2,000 pounds of food? Probably only at, like, Sam's Club or something. Um, it's a lot to consider. Just think, to make it three months, you've got to have 500 pounds of food 
uh, for four people in that situation. And you might be close to, uh, it's not starvation, but more, you, you're just not going to be comfortable. when You can't eat just rice, by the way, because you'll habituate to that and your body will start rejecting it. You've got to have a lot of different spices and so forth. And, you know, you can still buy, you know, wheat fairly cheaply. Um, flour fairly cheaply, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but you've, you've got to take care of this, folks. The price rises are there. They're persistent. And, and the stories that we hear in the American media about the CPI are literally fabrications about the real impact of inflation on the average person. Because the real impact is the, the prices of food, you know, energy, transportation. Um, when they give you a CPI number, they don't explain to you what the CPI is. The CPI is a combination, you know, of prices um, which greatly devalue, you know, food and so forth. In fact, they, they usually exclude energy. I mean, so they measure 80,000 items. So, you know, what do you care about the price of paper clips? You but you care a lot about the price of rice, about the price of meat, you know, about the price of bread. Things are coming apart at the seams. I mean, just look like, you know, the, the speculation that we even may not even have an election, you know, is out there. Um, the, the, this war business, the invasion business, the business of food increasing in price is re all real. And um, especially like here on Encouraging Angels, you know, we're talking to, we're talking to everybody, but we're talking to caregivers who care for either a family member or some people who run institutions and are responsible for bigger swaths of the disabled and special needs population. You know, in these institutions, I had one CEO tell me that we're not allowed to buy any more than one month's worth of food. That is going to be a catastrophe when there is no more. That the folks who have a job will sit there and watch the people that they care for starve to death. And there won't be anything they can do about it. And then, of course, when there's no people, their job would be gone as well. So that doesn't make sense. So I, if it were me, I think I would maybe assemble the benefactors, the, the folks who support, because almost all the money comes from the state. But there's also a, you know, uh, a planned giving area where there are folks who are um, grantors to a lot of these institutions. I would get those people together and say, look, you need to buy us food and we'll start putting up sheds and buildings to hold it. Um, so we can make it through what's coming. That's what I would do if I was running one of those places. Um, and for you, I would say the first thing is to repent. 
and then God will download his wisdom to you <laughs> um, if you humble yourself before him and ask for wisdom. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. That's Proverbs 3. I think that's uh, verses 5 and 6. Please consider supporting Encouraging Angels. Go to uh, www.encouragingangels.org and give with your plastic, you know, by using the link to the Cornerstone payment processor, very trustworthy, or send something to our P.O. box. We appreciate it, and we appreciate all those who do and have supported us. Um, it's actually a, a small percentage of who listen. And I just want to say that I, I appreciate you who do so. Um, please consider that, you know, this is, you know, your government doesn't have a plan for you for civil defense because there's a lot of things, and we touched on some of them today, uh, coming at you. Jack Lawson has written Civil Defense Plan. You can go check it out at civildefenseplan.com. Excuse me, Civil Defense Manual. Scratch that. Civildefensemanual.com. Civildefensemanual.com. Now, a 950-page resource on food, water, shelter, energy, protection, the, Jack's writing on the neighborhood protection team. You need a network, folks. Uh, and the, the guest chapter is written by NC Scout on communications, Matt Bracken, the Navy SEAL on night fighting, Sam Culper on intelligence and area study. Folks, you can have a 950-page, two-volume set at your fingertips um, for a hundred bucks for me, I mean, it's just in incredibly worth it. Um, cause if you weren't in the military, you don't know that stuff. And, uh, just go and take a look for yourself. We don't get paid, you know, to, to sell a book. Okay. Um, we're not, we're not getting commissions on book sales or anything. Um, but I, I, I say this because the folks who listen, I mean, without some type of, of, of direction, you're just going to be lost. So go check out Civil Defense Manual at civildefensemanual.com. I appreciate you. Please uh, consider supporting us. Well, this is the Encouraging Angels podcast. I'm Stan Szymanski, and I look forward to seeing you right here next time.